with Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Air Force One is winging its way back towards the United States of America. The meeting between U.S. President Joe Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin has taken place and concluded uh, between them and their senior staff. Each leader held a press conference with very tightly scripted talking points trying to drive headlines back home. Always important to remember in these kinds of summits that after all is said and done, much more is said than is usually done. And so it's time to dig a little bit deeper today. What was said, what wasn't said, and what will or won't be done. It's time to dig in. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. All right, we know the news of the day has been all about uh, the summit uh, with uh, U.S. President Joe Biden, Russian President Vladimir Putin. Uh, as I mentioned, both of them uh, held press conferences that were really interesting in not what was said, but what wasn't said or how it was or wasn't said. Uh, it was the real challenge there. And both of them were pressed today uh, by reporters in, in ways that you don't always expect to see in these kinds of things. Uh, most of these questions came at the end of their respective press conferences. We'll dig into that in just a minute. Uh, but let's start with some of the, the core components in terms of what uh, did and didn't get said. And uh, sadly, I think a lot of the takeaways are going to be that uh, they had a meeting to have a meeting to plan a meeting. And we'll see if those meetings actually happen where some work can can get done to move forward. Uh, I will say it is always important. Face-to-face matters. I think this was uh, a good thing for President Biden to do. Uh, The question, of course, will be what happens next? Where are those red lines? What kind of actions will be taken? What kind of uh, common ground will they find in terms of areas of mutual interest on things like arms control, cybersecurity, climate, and so on? Uh, But let's start with uh, President Joe Biden. Uh, who really had an interesting in his prepared remarks to the press following uh, his meeting, uh, talked about his role as president of the United States and his duty to stand up for human rights. I also told him that no president of the United States could keep faith with the American people if they did not speak out to defend our democratic values, to stand up for the universal and fundamental freedoms that all men and women have, in our view. That's just part of the DNA of our country. So human rights is going to always be on the table, I told them. It's not about just going after Russia when they violate human rights. It's about who we are. How could I be the president of the United States of America and not speak out against the violation of human rights? President Vladimir Putin, in his press conference, was asked several times uh, about uh, the status of one of his political opponents, Alexei Navalny, uh, who has been imprisoned. And Vladimir Putin took a very interesting tack in comparing uh, what he was doing with Alexei Navalny to what was happening in the United States with Black Lives Matter and the groups that stormed the U.S. Capitol. Here's a question. What organizations, what political organizations of the United States and other members of the Western community, uh, which organizations should be supported in uh, Russia, especially for 
if they're paying for them. We're just like the Americans back the way the Americans did back in the 1930s. We're calling them foreign agents. Uh, but it's not prohibited. They're not prohibited from working. They can continue to operate. Uh, foreign agents don't need to stop operating. If it's if they are extremist in nature, then that's another issue. The organization that you mentioned has been has publicly called for a mass disorder. They have publicly called for breaking the the law. Uh, they called for minors to participate in activities that were against the law. And uh, they were talking about using Molotov cocktails against the authorities as, as well, including against police. Uh, America just recently had very severe events after well-known events after the, after the killing, killing of an African-American. And an entire movement developed known as Black Lives Matter. I'm not going to comment on that, but here's what I do want to say. What we saw was disorder, destruction, violations of the law, etc. We feel sympathy for the United States of America, but we don't want that to happen on our territory. And we're doing our utmost in order to not allow it to happen. So Vladimir Putin clearly saying that what he is doing with Alexei Navalny and, and other opposition voices inside of Russia uh, was similar uh, and a preventative measure to make sure that they didn't have things in Russia like Black Lives Matter or the storming of the U.S. Capitol. Very, very interesting. Here's President Biden's response during his press conference uh, to what Vladimir Putin had said. <laughs> My response is kind of what I communicated, but I think that's a, uh, that's a ridiculous comparison. It's one thing for literally criminals to break through cordon, go into the Capitol, kill a police officer, and be held unaccountable. And it is for people objecting and marching on the Capitol and saying, you are not allowing me to speak freely. You are not allowing me to do A, B, C, or D. And so they're very different criteria. All right, so again, that's uh, Joe Biden, his response to Vladimir Putin. We'll continue to break all of those pieces down. Again, a lot of this culminated in uh, nothing more than talking about what they talked about. So there there weren't even any specifics in terms of, hey, here's what we're going to do next. They did mention that there will be ongoing meetings between uh, counterparts uh, relating to different things like cybersecurity. So kind of a scheduling of more meetings was the, the ultimate outcome of all of this. But much of it biggest surprise to me in all of this was how much time was spent talking about what had been talked about, uh, which everyone knew going in and nothing really changed coming out. Again, that's not to diminish the importance of having these kinds of meetings. I do think face-to-face matters. I do think uh, the president of the United States uh, talking about a lot of these issues is vital. The the big question is what's next. Uh, Just a a real quick side note, just from an observation uh, I can't understand why President Biden's staff continues to put him in really hard positions for him to do his job. His job today was to deliver a message and then answer questions from the press. And after he'd been in meetings all day, about five hours worth of meetings, comings and goings, uh, they put him outside in the sun. Uh, that's very hard for the president. It's uh, His eyes are clearly sensitive to the sun. That's why he often ends up with his aviator sunglasses on. But he tried to go without them because obviously that's it's hard to make contact both with cameras uh, 
uh, and with reporters when you have aviator sunglasses on. Uh, but they put the president in a bad position. He was already clearly tired uh, from all of the meetings. And then to put him with his back in the sun, looking at reporters who were sitting in the sun, he had to take off his jacket at one point and just lay it on the stage uh, and then put on his glasses. Uh, that's just bad staffing. That's bad staffing. And it's been surprising to me these little things that most people wouldn't notice or say that's an issue But I think that hurt the president today in terms of being able to get things done. And it may be part of the reason why, very uncharacteristic of President Biden, uh, he snapped at a a reporter. Caitlin Collins from CNN pressed the president on the results of the meeting. Listen to this exchange. But given his past behavior has not changed, and in that press conference after sitting down with you for several hours, he denied any involvement in cyber attacks, he downplayed human rights abuses, he even refused to say Alexei Navalny's name. So how does that account to a constructive meeting as President, President Putin? Prior? You don't understand that you're in your own business. He clearly snapped there, was clearly irritated and tired. Uh, The question was really, if we didn't get anything done, can we really call this a successful meeting? Uh, The president did later apologize to Caitlin Collins for being a bit of a wise guy uh, and letting that get to him just a little bit. But I think the ultimate end, what happened at this summit, I think it will come down to after all is said and done, much more is said than is done. We'll see what they do in the weeks ahead. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.